You're listening to True Parenting Audio, episode 45. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Today we're going to be talking about your child's self-esteem and self-worth. And today I want to start out with a quote by Judy Garland. She said, Always be a first-rate version of yourself instead of a second-rate version of somebody else. And I just want to start off by saying that I've found that it's hard for people to do that when they don't have a strong sense of self. They don't have a a feeling that who they are as a person is valuable and of worth to themselves as well as to those around them. And as our children's first point of contact with the world and with understanding who they are, we become a very important person and a very we take a very important role in establishing that sense of self with our children and for our children. One thing to keep in mind as we go through this, though, is a while back I, I wrote an article regarding our responsibility to our children versus responsibility for our children. And it's important to remember that our children's self-esteem and self-worth is something that we have responsibilities to them to help them establish that, but we don't ultimately have responsibility for how they respond. And so it's important to remember that so that we aren't shaming and blaming ourselves or others for responses that sometimes are outside of our control and maybe are influenced by other things in their lives as well, other than us. But that doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility to do some some very important things to to help them establish that self-worth. So on today's article that I wrote entitled 10 Ways to Build Your Child's Self-Esteem, I started out the article talking about when I was a kid. I remember when I was uh, a student growing up that kids were cruel at times. I remember going out on the playground and getting made fun of, and I can remember also doing some of the making fun of others as well. I think all of us on one occasion or another have either been the recipient of or maybe even the one dishing it out that we've called names or refused to play with our friend because of something they did or or something to that effect. And I just remember uh, one, one specific thing that 
some of my friends and I used to do when we were in grade school was if there was one member of the group or the classroom that had done something that that we didn't particularly like or or whatever, we would go on strike for a period of time. It was usually a couple days or something like that. And I remember actually participating in that and saying, you know, we couldn't talk or play with that person for a couple days. And I look back and think about how cruel that was and how much that actually impacted me when I was that age and how I remember coming home from school when that happened to me with my head hung and my mom sitting there asking, what's wrong? What happened? I'm just grateful that my mom and dad were there to help pick me back up when that was the case. Just so you know, I wasn't uh, a big bully growing up or anything like that. That wasn't a regular occurrence for me to, to treat people unkindly or with disrespect. On the other side of the coin, I can also remember sitting at lunch with a friend that no one else would sit by. And one day at recess, this friend was taunted by another classmate. And the teaser said to him, no one even likes you. To which he shot back, Andy does, and I do. And I was glad that I had treated him with kindness. And, but I was also even more pleased with the fact that he could tell this bully that he liked himself. And I always look back on that experience and hope that my own children have that sense of self-worth as well when someone comes at them that they can, they can honestly say to them, you know what, I, I'm not worried about what you're saying to me because I like myself. I know that my parents love me. And when we have that kind of, that kind of sense of self and so, sense of worth, we can weather a lot of problems, a lot of uh, other bad treatment. And the truth is that kids and the world in general can be pretty cruel at times. And not only do kids deal with insults at school when no one's watching, but in today's world, they also carry bullies around in their pockets on their electronic devices. And that's something that I never had to deal with as a kid. I want to share with you one of my absolute favorite parenting quotes, and it comes from the author L.R. Nost. And she writes a wonderful blog over at littleheartsbooks.com. I would love if everybody would check out her blog and her Facebook page and really send a lot of support and love over to her. She has done some wonderful things for kids, and she's currently battling cancer. And one of the most wonderful things that I've seen come from her page recently is that her one of her sons has actually been participating in her Facebook page and getting things out to her audience because she hasn't been able to do it. And I was so touched by that and the fact that her son was first of all capable of doing all of that, um, but also just his intense respect and love for his mom and all that she's done for him to continue and to, to help get that support for his mom as she's battling cancer. So 
with that said, I want to go on and share this quote with you and how it it relates to what we're talking about here with self-esteem and self-worth. L.R. Nost said, It's not our job to toughen our children up to face a cruel and heartless world. It's our job to raise children who will make the world a little less cruel and heartless. And the truth is that our kids will indefinitely experience their share of unkindness and trial in the world. It's just how things work generally. But as parents, we have a sacred responsibility, I feel, to first not contribute to that cruelty, and second, to fortify them with personal strength and value. How do we do that, though? We help them to build a a foundation of self-worth and self-efficacy in the time that we have with them. Self-esteem can be one of the greatest buffers of resilience against attacks of other kids, other people, and all the other things that the world has to throw at us and at our kids. And so self-esteem is an internal feeling of self-worth and an independent, positive sense of self. This mindset creates a, a buffer of resilience between your children and the struggles and even cruelty they'll face. It also allows them to face the challenges of life and succeed. There's been a lot of talk recently about the book Mindset and this this mindset of the difference between a, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And this is exactly what we're talking about here. With a growth mindset, our children are able to have this this sense of self, this sense of of self-efficacy that I can change and I can play a significant role in my life. I'm not just a victim of what's happening to me. And when we have that sort of, of mindset, we can overcome struggles in our lives much, much more effectively than otherwise. And there are countless studies and books and things that suggest that top leaders and the most successful people in the world all have a very similar trait of confidence or the ability to believe I can do it. And this characteristic is a genuine value of of believing in yourself. Robert Reasoner, he's the president of the International Council for Self-Esteem. He's stated that kids who feel good about themselves, they have higher academic achievements and better interpersonal relationships. They also have less criminal, uh, violent behaviors, eating disorders, teen pregnancy, depression, and suicide. So self-esteem is developed much like anything else in our lives, though. It grows over time. It's not just a shot in the arm that we take once and and we're done, this internal feeling, I think, sometimes waxes and wanes as it's strengthened and weakened throughout our lives. But there is a foundational feeling um, of self-worth that we can establish at a young age with our kids that will, will stay with them for their whole lives. So what's it look like? for a child to have healthy self-esteem versus unhealthy self-esteem. Children with healthy self-esteem often have more varied interests and show interest in others. They're optimistic about outcomes. 
They don't degrade themselves or discount their achievements with words like, oh, I'm such a moron, or I'll never do anything right. When they meet a challenge, they assertively seek help or engage their little engine that could. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. A child with low self-esteem doesn't always look the same with, with every child, but often has some similar themes. Research suggests that, that children with low self-esteem are often anxious, easily frustrated, pessimistic, highly critical of themselves, and struggle trying new things or interacting with others. And, and so these are just some signs and some things that we can look for. Um, but regardless of the signs, the, the following 10 things that we're going to talk about are always positive things for us to do. And in the course of doing these things, it will inevitably strengthen our children's self-esteem and self-worth and sense of self-efficacy. Number one is never call names. A lot of times it can be easy for parents to fall into the trap of using words like, what a brat. Or I remember on several occasions even uh, going to some friends or to uh, an aunt's house and my my own son doing something that um, was not wrong and was really not harmful or hurtful, but it was maybe a little bit annoying to them. And they said, oh, what a turd. Um, And those sorts of things, as well as even sarcasm hurts. And it's important for us to to not brand our kids or label them um, with name calling or, or things along this line. Even calling them a liar or branding them as an, the obnoxious child or something like that. Um, saying things like, can't you do anything right? One of the most important things for us to do is to separate the behavior from the child and recognize your child's inherent value and use words that reflect that. Number two is to give compliments. What others tell us, especially in the youngest years of our lives, is like a mirror. If I wake up in the morning, I don't know what my hair looks like until I look in the mirror. In a similar way, children don't know how others perceive them until they're told. And giving uh, simple, true compliments can give your child a positive sense of self. This doesn't mean that we fill every moment or every day with flowery, sugar-filled, meaningless statements of praise. Too many meaningless declarations of good job can make them dependent on outside praise for their personal worth. However, I do believe that if we genuinely recognize strengths and give heartfelt compliments, it helps them to solidify a positive internal mirror image. Number three is encourage your child to do something. This means that we encourage our kids to do something that is significant with their time and effort and takes significant time and effort. Encourage them to continue even when things get hard and praise your child's determination in overcoming obstacles. I wrote an article a while back called uh, Two Words to Replace Good Job. 
you can go back and read that article. But in the article, we talk a little bit about some other ways that we can praise to be more effective in helping them have a, a personal responsibility for the things that they do rather than just seeking for outside praise. And a lot of research has indicated that a good way to do this is to praise effort. Um, Say, wow, you worked really hard on that, and other things to that effect. Encourage them to get out and to do things that take a lot of personal effort and time. I've just found that that people who sit and... and, uh, don't utilize their bodies and and exercise and do those sorts of things are generally they struggle more with self-worth um, than those who are active and and learning and growing all the time and so this can be an important part of, of getting them out and doing something number four is promote an optimistic outlook be an example of the saying When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Teach your child how to look at adversity and and view it as a challenge rather than a roadblock. Have a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. Number five is be an example of humble confidence. These two words are rarely used together, but they complement each other. Humility allows us to recognize our weaknesses and limitations, while confidence allows us to see our strengths and have an optimistic outlook. When they're in balance, we believe that we can succeed, but know that we need help from God and others. The strength of others are not a threat to us, but become a support to us. Number six, listen and let your child make choices. When your child disagrees, listen to why they disagree. Allow your children to make choices and even mistakes at times. This allows children to gain confidence by realizing that they have the power in their lives. Number seven is foster criticism evaluations. Criticism can be both constructive and destructive, but it generally depends more upon our perception and how we go forward with that criticism than it does about what the actual criticism was. Teach your children to recognize the difference between constructive and destructive criticism. The innate reaction to criticism is usually to become defensive, but show your children how you can accept criticism and turn it into personal growth. When we can evaluate a piece of criticism and identify the pieces of it that are true versus those that are untrue or maybe just pointed to be hurtful or harmful to you, and we can pull out the little pieces of gold in there and utilize them in, their li- on, in our lives, then all criticism becomes constructive for us. Number eight is love your children no matter what. Try not to suggest that your love or acceptance is conditional on anything else. This doesn't mean that we don't enforce consequences. It simply means that our love and affections are not conditional upon what they do. Number nine is play with your children. It's been said that love is spelled T-I-M-E. Your children need to know that they're loved. Let them know they're worth your time. 
and show interest in their interests. And finally, number 10 is get professional help if you feel like you and your children really need it. Sometimes children suffer from mental illness or developmental problems that can contribute to low self-esteem. And if you don't know what to do, don't be afraid to ask questions or find a professional who can help meet the needs of your family. Our kids today are bombarded with messages about who they should be or how they should look, and they often wonder how they can measure up to it all. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you're right. I think as parents, we have a responsibility as well as an opportunity to help our children to establish that I think I can attitude and to understand that they individually have value and worth independent of anything they do or what anyone else says about them. We can impress upon them in their youngest, most impressionable years that they're valuable and capable. If we bless them with this gift now, they'll be strengthened to meet opposition to their self-esteem in the future. So I want to leave you with a question today. What do you think are the most valuable things that you can do to build your child's self-esteem and self-worth? Come on over to the blog and look up 10 ways to build your child's self-esteem. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think are the most valuable things to build your child's self-esteem. What's worked for you? What's worked for them? And maybe what hasn't? What have been the biggest obstacles or the biggest things that have challenged their self-esteem as they're growing up. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of the true parents out there. And if you have any questions, go ahead and email me at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. Or you can go ahead and connect with me or the rest of the true parenting community at facebook.com slash trueparenting. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.